Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast, a show where we get up close and personal with some of the most celebrated marketeers in the country. We talk to them and discover nuances of marketing that we often miss. After all, we are a show for marketeers by marketeers. Listen in. Good afternoon, everybody. Today on the Marketing Connect show, we have with us uh, Tanvir from Big Cello. Uh, Tanvir is one of the most seasoned marketeers that I've had had the pleasure to sit across a table and chat about all things marketing. Uh, Tanvir, welcome to the show. Tell us about yourself. Thank you, Saurabh. Uh, thank you so much for that introduction. Um, I think uh, uh, it's a very straightforward journey for me um, in terms of my professional career. I I completed my management from Lucknow University, and after that, I started off uh, my work in Delhi uh, as part of a sales team in the Matrix Cellular Services uh, company. And uh, after that, I was part of the as a market researcher. I was part of Indian Market Research Bureau for three years, and then after that, I shifted base from Delhi to Bombay. And in Bombay, I was there for eleven years with Unilever. Uh, did another international assignment in Singapore. Uh, came back to Bombay, and uh, then five years ago is when uh, Vic reached out to me for uh, heading marketing for India, and uh, that is when I joined Vic uh, Vic Cello. Uh, so it's been a simple journey for me, actually. <laughs> so what you call simple, Tanvir, is probably what I mean. Probably the stuff that dreams are made up of of most uh, marketing students, right? I mean, right out of campus. In an exciting industry back then, cellular telecom was interesting, and then the big daddy Unilever, and then now a different challenge with big, right? So, uh, so couple of questions: when you joined, when you joined, uh, uh, you know, first job out of campus, uh, did you choose it or was it thrown at you? No, so I I chose it because uh, there are options there. When you are young, you do not know what all you will do. uh when uh, when i was uh, when i completed my management the most exciting field to be was telecom because there was airtel vodafone uh, all the big names lot of uh, lot of campaigns advertising uh, being in marketing that's what you pay attention to and uh, matrix cellular services was a very interesting model because they catered to at that point in time people who are international travelers uh and who used to get a bomb of a roaming bill if they used to go out so uh it was a very very small but uh, very enterprising firm so it is good right and 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 tell me something so, so let me just try to ask you like a marketing professor here so who is the customer that you sold uh, your products and services to and what was that core insight that you looked at and how did you sort of create your marketing communication there obviously you were just starting out you could not control a lot of things when you were there but to audiences today if you were to go back and say who's the customer what is the insight how do you sell to those people so i think uh, back then life was a little bit more simpler because later on when i stepped into marketing it got more complex uh, it was a sales role when i was there in matrix cellular services so i had a team of sales executives who used to go around and hunt for uh, these uh, corporates where you had lot of international travelers so part of the team was uh, uh, structured to segregate uh, to sort of like tap into the corporate sector and the corporate clients and the other part was that of distributors who used to have a lot of customers uh, who had access to a lot of customers who used to do international travel 
and it was about retailing and catching them at the right point okay so next question tanveer i have is that you know when when did you realize that your stint with selling these international sim cards is over and you want to now uh, move to the research with imrb how did that happen so uh, i think it was uh, it was more so so to say organic as such uh, my batchmate from uh, lucknow university only was living with me and he was working with indian market research bureau uh, so a lot of people we were uh, uh, we were known to each other uh, socially um i being young being interested in what everybody is doing used to have a lot of discussions on the future of market research on opportunity see you have to look at it in context that in that time around 2001 data and information was not as easily available as it is on the net right now right now you can google any company's uh, uh, sheet you can google any consumer behavior back then uh, it was a very traditional structure where all the companies had to go to a market research agency to know about the consumer to know whether their advertising is working or not to test various things which were there so a lot of discussions used to happen over coffee in terms of uh, what kind of work indian market research bureau is doing what kind of clients do we have what questions come up how do we sort of like navigate the whole landscape of consumer observation and insights and all of that so that worked also seemed very interesting to me uh, and uh, when an opportunity came up they asked me and uh, i said yeah sure i would love to have a chat across the table and uh, i had a discussion with them and they then the journey started and it was a, and for me the thrill was that it was a lot more intellectual journey at that point in time uh, versus sales which i had already done for a year and uh, i had sort of like gotten the learning that i want from that stint got this so if i if i want to keep a thread going forward uh can i predict that in your life learning has played a key role in each step that you've taken in life per se yeah sort of i think i think that's a very fair assumption to make one thing which i would like to sort of if like if you take a look at back if i take a look at back at my career basically it's very important for all of us to sort of like gather skills in our initial years it has to be it it seldom is about the role it's about what skills you can gather in every role so i think that was the focus and that was the learning so you used to interact with different people and you used to say okay uh, can i learn something can i understand something is there some aspect of my understanding about the business about marketing about economy that i can improve and so that is the kind of uh, discussions which led one thing to another you know so and to be very honest i always used to join a company thinking that this is the company that i want to retire from <laughs> so i joined matrix cellular services saying that okay i'm going to grow up in the ranks and i'm going to go into marketing and then one day i'll head this company similarly when i joined imrb i said i love this uh, field it's very intellectual lot of good conversations with top management people and everything so i'm going to grow over here and i'm going to head the branch one day and then ultimately the uh, company one day but uh, the focus was more about whichever role you were in how much can you learn from that role and what skills can you gather got this that's that's super interesting at least for the young listeners on the podcast uh, they could look at that as a tenet for them to help them grow right so okay so tell me two or three or one i mean uh, whatever you can think of big challenges that you faced at uh, your stint with imrb i mean i know it's again long time ago but if you can think of some remarkable case studies examples questions doubts lessons that you think that you need to share with the world per se what would those be let's just say that uh, one 
one good thing which market research offers you uh, is that you get uh, time with a lot of senior people at a very young age so you are working as a market researcher but uh, you are the person who is doing the entire thing so you are collecting the, getting the data collected you are analyzing it you're making the presentation and you are presenting the whole thing finding which is there so i think those kind of interactions uh, at that age gave me a lot of perspective on how senior management thinks of various things in marketing how they think about advertising how they think about the product what kind of questions they want answered and what kind of questions do they want you to sort of like dig in and dig deeper so that's a, that's a, that's a, that's the challenge which you used to face to be a 22 or a 23 year old person and try to empathize from a point of view of a marketing director or a ceo it's that's the difficult part because at that age and uh, i now know that at that age we all feel that we know a lot you know so <laughs> we are very eager to put a point of view but some of those point of views do they 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 have passion but they lack experience so i think uh, i have made some presentations at uh, some very prestigious companies like gillette with nestle with uh, frito lays um so there were a lot of times where you know you you found yourself that you were speechless because the question that was asked you never thought about it and then you went back to the data and you dug in deeper and say why did i not think about this one why, why did it was it such a big miss from my and that is the kind of learning that you sort of like get when you have those interactions which are i would say very meaningful hmm hmm got this so so that's it you you sort of uh, how do i put it brought out a very interesting nuance right that college se jab nikalte hain we think ki we are the kings or the queens of the world and we know it all but but suddenly when you get out in the market you realize that the person on the other side matlab uske baal dhoop mein safed nahi hai the other thing that i find interesting uh, tanveer in your experience with imrb in this thing that you get to speak to uh, people at these uh, larger businesses is is the fact that you probably were talking to you like you mentioned right gillette ho gaya fidole ho gaya different kinds of industries also sort of get like get thrown at you right i mean like typically in a sales roles for let's say a uh, racket ben kaiser for example you will probably go and sell harpic for like 5 years and then you will uh, move to a marketing role or a regional role or whatever but if but but if you are in a imrb kind of a place you probably would have projects that would expose to different industries per se right yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so so tell me um, and i you may not have the answer to this question but today if somebody is listening to this podcast and they want uh, these this this wide exposure what opportunities do you think exist for kids today uh, per se the ones who are passing out of college right now or maybe people who are in 2 to 3 years of experience with marketing do you think there are roles now that allow you to learn about those things yeah i think that's a classic uh, divide between uh, so in in the world of marketing there are two types there are, one is client one is agency <laughs> so it's uh, if you want a more wider exposure most of the agencies give a very wide exposure so like you have market research agencies you also have advertising agencies you also have media agencies and all of these agencies have multiple clients which span across different segments so you ask anybody on the agency side they have that challenge of understanding the consumer and the business from different categories perspective one thing which i would like to say is that uh, the world of fmcg is simpler to that extent because sometimes that the consumer that you're targeting 
is usually uh, the same, you know. So, like for example, the housewife, uh, a rackets will target that same housewife to pro- uh, to purchase its own product, while a cosmetic industry will also target the same housewife. So, even though there is a beauty industry and there is a household care, but the consumer is the same; they behave in different ways. So, I think it's about aspect of understanding the consumer in different ways and how they perceive different categories. But most of the sense, I mean, to answer your question, most of the agencies. they provide you with this kind of an exposure where you can get a multi category understanding in the same environment got fair enough that's a fair answer okay uh, coming on to the next move that you sort of made from i am i am rb to uh, hindustan unilever now unilever how did that move uh, come in what was the decision what were the questions that you asked yourself before you made the move right so so we want to figure out how do you not make a bad move in career so what were those questions that you thought of so i think uh, the good part about it is that uh, uh, and this goes out to anybody anybody who gets an offer to join unilever should definitely join unilever it's a fantastic company to work for a very big brand name you get a lot of learning out of it um so uh, when i was in imrb as you know i was uh, happily working in imrb thinking i'm going to head the branch one day and ultimately the company one day but uh, uh, but one of those uh, head hunters called and they said that there is an opportunity and i told them i'm happy where i am and all of that and then they said that the opportunity is with unilever so then i said okay if that's the opportunity then maybe we can have a discussion uh you know you're young so you are you're obviously very busy but unilever as a name stands out and of course the fact that ki you know you get to travel from delhi to bombay to give the interview uh you know you have to take out time you have to do everything so planned accordingly had an interaction uh, had another second round another third round and then it came about uh, the thing was that it was in the consumer insights team of unilever so it was they were looking for somebody with an agency background who had developed a certain level of expertise and a skill set and in about 3 odd years i had the experience which uh, i had across many fmcg and uh, other uh, clients which were there and i think that is the experience which uh, the unilever wanted and which is why they made an offer and uh, that is when i said yes and i shifted base to bombay because the decision was big um, you sometimes what happens is when you are young you tend to think that locations matter more you know i belong to lucknow um, delhi was a night's journey away by train at that point in time 45 minutes by plane uh, bombay was far away all those all those things went into the decision making but everything seems to override things when you mention unilever and that was the i left imrb also on a very good uh, uh, sort of like uh, uh, note and my boss uh, she herself said that uh, that opportunity is very good and you should definitely take it up and it's good for your career and yeah so that's uh, that's how the move happened got this the the one thing that i am learning from this move of yours that i want to sort of reinforce is that if you i mean if you are listening to this and if you want to make a move in terms of from company a to b always ensure that the move does not come at an expense of a relationship that you have with a company right i mean you like you mentioned you took blessings of your boss before you moved in and and a, and a good manager would want you to go ahead right and and they will not be too touchy about you staying with them or some other company right they want you to grow as individuals right absolutely absolutely i think you you're absolutely right um and this brings us to another point that the career is also about relationships as it is about uh skills so uh finding the right people supporting the right people at the right time right people supporting you at the right time 
is something which is very important and uh, you know you look at a journey on paper and you say it's been a fantastic journey but many important people have had their role to play uh, and uh, you should sort of like try and empathize with all the people that you work with definitely with your line manager or your boss and try and keep that in perspective whenever you're taking any decision got this so tell me I, and 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 this was a question that i didn't plan for to be honest but you brought it in, brought it out interestingly do you want to mention by names or designations some of your managers seniors that sort of i'll not say ha- held your hands per se but they encouraged you to you know take those risks that a typical junior beginner does not take it's a, it's a, it's something that you have to take into account that your career is not a standalone career and you're not a one man show uh, you have to consider that the people you work with and whenever you are leaving a particular function or a particular organization you have to keep in mind the needs of the uh, line manager that you have and leave it at a place where you keep it professional okay next question tanmir is that you know you did a couple of stints within unilever in singapore as well apart from india so uh, quick thoughts on how are markets in uh, southeast asian countries different from say india as region and how easy or difficult is it for you as a marketer to adapt to those because from what i understand the marketing insights is what drives you know action and and ideas and thoughts uh, suddenly when you go to different market uh, insights is all together right i mean people the way they behave is entirely different from what you expect them to so how did that transition happen for you what was your experience what did you learn so i think see marketing is one key function which is there uh, of course uh, the, you need to understand the nitigrities and the basics of that one uh, basically i'll give you an example when i was in singapore i did the role of a corporate audit manager the, the our job was to go around the globe asking difficult questions to very senior people on their marketing plan so we were a cross functional team i was a marketer there is obviously a sales person a finance person an hr person and we land together as a team in one particular unit and we audit the entire process so uh, one thing which i think is a key take out for me is that uh, as a professional uh, and as someone who is a marketing professional you need to be you need to be flexible in trying to understand the landscape every country is different in terms of its structure in terms of its uh, customer in terms of its market in terms of its habits and sizes of the uh, categories that you're operating in the channel structure is many times different which is there so india is highly traditional trade uh, australia for example is uh, uh, between two customers coles and woolworth 80% of the business goes between two customers uh, two chains and they sort of like call big shot so it has a high impact on the way you do your marketing how you pitch to the customer where the customer becomes a lot more important at the consumer at times his needs have to be taken into account obviously everything that you create has to be uh, centered and anchored by a consumer need and a consumer insight but you have to take many more aspects into account what i would suggest is that uh, the amount of time that a marketing professional can understand try and spend and understand the landscape of a particular country or a particular segment or a particular category that helps uh, a lot see what happens is that we all have the urge to solve problem you know? so no matter where you reach you are tempted to give a solution but at that point when the temptation is the highest you have to step back and say do i understand this particular landscape properly or not and if you take that additional time then you can pretty much sort of like understand most of the 
problems out there from a marketing point of view or from any point of view actually got this that's a that's a very interesting answer to be honest and and in my conversations i haven't uh, come across this way of looking at uh, you know moves between uh, when i say regions obviously india itself is a diverse region right north india and south india are entirely different so is west and east but but when i when i speak when when people move from country a to country b that entirely is right so this is something that is interesting and new for me okay kabis so coming to what we do now i mean you know big cello so you said that somebody called you and said do you want to lead marketing at big cello this was 5 years back so uh, again i will ask the same question how did you decide what questions did you ask yourself before you made the move and 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 now it's been 5 years right so so after you made the move what are the ones i mean if you want to talk about the ones that you regret you could talk about that and what if you want to talk about unexpected surprises pleasant ones you can talk about that as well mm-hmm. no the overall the journey has been very fulfilling definitely um see i think when i would urge anybody who's taking to look out for a opportunity uh, i particularly spent a lot of time trying to understand the role that i was being approached for which businesses did it involve what categories did it involve uh what is the kind of marketing effort which will be required within these segments and uh, categories and does that excite me or not you should not you should not go for a job change until the destination is something that is exciting you and within the destination the the journey or the pain that you will go through has to be attractive to you not the ultimate destination so it was not kept in mind saying that okay i am getting a role which is a cmo level role or a marketing director for india role it was the kind of work or the challenges that i will face in this particular position are those things that i am ready for and are those things that excite me or not and thanks to thanks to unilever of course i had done multiple roles across brand development brand building and you know uh, uh, mix and insights of all of that so i did feel confident about the fact that i will be able to do this particular role the attractiveness about the role was that uh, big operates in stationery shavers and lighters which are three categories all three categories so to say are not at a very developed stage in india as such so lighters has a long journey to go in terms of safety checks and everything one minute sorry i am interrupt i'm sorry i'm interrupting you i hate to do this but but these three categories matlab कोई लेना देना नहीं है आपस में यार मतलब यू नो लाइक यू मेंशन द सेम वुमन विल प्रोबली बाय अ शैम्पू एंड अ सोप एंड अ कुकिंग ऑयल राइट आई मीन हु वुड बाय अ पेन एंड अ लाइटर एंड एंड अ शेवर एट द सेम टाइम आई अंडरस्टैंड दैट लाइटर एंड शेवर कुड प्रोबली बी टॉकिंग टू अ अ मेल ऑडियंस पर से बट बट यू नो व्हाट आई एम सेइंग स्टेशनरी एंड लाइटर एंड शेवर सो सो दैट इज आल्सो इंटरेस्टिंग राइट या या सो सो सर देयर आर मेनी वेज इन व्हिच अ बिजनेस इज बिल्ड समटाइम्स इफ यू टेक अ लुक एट इट फ्रॉम एन एंटरप्रेन्योर पर्सपेक्टिव the three categories have synergies in terms of manufacturing probably distribution as well right to come to come to think of it actually distribution not as much as manufacturing because in manufacturing all of these three categories include sourcing and uh, molding plastic parts and it includes sourcing and working with metal parts so pen has a body and a nib uh, shavers obviously have a handle and a blade and similarly lighters also have a plastic body and a flint or a uh, the uh, so basically there are manufacturing synergies which are there and which is one reason why if you take a look at it big is very good at uh, making these products all of them very efficiently very good quality products 
made at uh, very good prices offered at very good prices to the consumer so that's that's the thing that attracted me in terms of uh, the manufacturing capabilities and the quality of the product was fantastic so uh, tanvir before i interrupted you uh, you were talking about how these three categories are still uh, very underdeveloped in in the country right now all the three categories do you want to build on that please yeah so uh, all three categories uh, stationery shavers and lighters uh, are underdeveloped in india and there's a lot of work to be done for example in the lighters category the safety regulations are, are have yet to go a long way uh is there still a lot of people who use the matchstick which are there the value equation for the consumer has to be redefined uh there are a lot of chinese lighters that of course are flooded the market now uh there is a lot of education that can be done because uh, uh there's a lot of wastage in all of these instruments that we have um uh, i think it's about the fact that we need good quality products in these market in these segments and uh, similarly if you take a look at uh, uh, stationery a uh, lot of very good local manufacturers providing products which are there uh, but uh, some of them do not have the distribution capabilities some of them do not have the uh, 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 sort of like uh, uh, capital to invest in terms of consumer brands and building them in the right way so gaps are definitely there which are there uh, shavers is of course a, uh, we are a, we are a young country we are headed off in the right direction uh, of course there are many formidable competitors who are there in the market right now but a lot lot can be done and a lot can be achieved in terms of changing habits and trying to uh, uh, you know give good quality products at uh, cheaper prices so uh, all of these things make for a very interesting uh, set and a brand trying to build these categories through consumer education through providing the right quality of products at the right price is a good challenge to have it's something which is which is not something which uh, i was uh, unilever does not unilever has a lot of wonderful categories a lot of wonderful brands but this part of building something from scratch building categories and building brands in them with the amount of consumer education required with the right level of investments with the right brand positioning is what attracted me to the role got this i am going to throw a difficult question at you and i know you can see me uh, you see like growth on my facial hair right and i i don't believe in shaving so 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 how do you sell and i and this is not one of those sell me a pen or whatever but how do you sell a shaver to somebody like me who doesn't believe in uh, you know keeping my beard trimmed <laughs> yeah so sort of uh, the consumers are of many types uh, i'll give you a trend and after that i think you can think through it on your own uh, basically what happens is that uh, keeping a beard is now more acceptable and more of a trend right now but if you take a look at the other flip side uh, body shaving and uh, uh, many other uh, ways of maintaining and grooming yourself are coming up so uh, face is one landscape <laughs> the body is another landscape and there there is a various mix of people who have a combination of what they prefer so uh i would suggest that okay, okay if the face is closed the entire body is opened up right now <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one also also what i what i feel and again uh, this is something maybe you want to answer or not but in each of the three categories that you operate in apart from say lighters uh zippo is a super premium brand per se i don't really know how many people in india consume that as a, as a product uh 
uh, everybody buys 5 rupees ka lighter 10 rupees ka lighter from the from the neighborhood you know what i'm saying uh, but the other two categories that you operate in there are super formidable brands right i mean in in the sense that uh, that you know uh, shaving as a category has the the biggest brand is synonymous with the category of shaving right so that is a b in the stationery piece also i mean there are legacy brands again indian brands international brands that are again sort of uh, you know synonymous with the category so it's a big big marketing challenge right and and it it is not going to sort of get solved on 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 day zero so so just assume karo uh, sir tanveer that i am going to join you as your deputy cmo or or part of your team uh what would you brief me and what how would you tackle this challenge of let's say take let's take pens for example not shaver let's take pens for example how do you uh, how do you build plan to tackle the largest competitors in the market that are as that's synonymous with the category like people go and ask for a brand and not for a pen hmm. how do you tackle that so uh, i think at least on the stationery front we are the biggest so it becomes simpler but uh, i think each category is having a selling point so let's take for example stationery do you know that india has about 314 million students okay uh, that's the fourth largest country in the world basically so you have china with a population of 1.3 we come as second another 1.3 billion us population is around 323 million or 326 million right uh, after that you have indian students who can make a country of their own of 314 million this this country of students is going to keep growing every year give or take we will add another 4 4 million or 40 lakh students will get enrolled so a lot of people will be coming into the education sector and study uh, writing is not only a tool of expression it's a tool of learning when you write you process the information longer you stay with it much better your uh, different centers of your brain fire up and you learn things better so writing is a learning tool so stationery as a segment in india is poised to grow in the next 10 years because of the fact that the education sector will grow a lot more and i'm keeping into account the fact that okay, there will be dropouts with people who are professionals who are not writing as much now because they'll be doing more things online but stationery will continue to grow over here the opportunity in stationery goes beyond branding it's not about brand it's about the fact that there will be people looking for good quality product and they'll be looking for good quality experiences and diverse experiences and will we be and will we be there to provide them with the right technology and the right tools in the coming years to uh, to those uh, to that set of consumers right and in the other segments i mean both for lighters perspective if you take a look at lighters uh, there is of course going to be a move towards more safe usage of lighters um, there are many lighters which are very dangerous chinese lighters are whether it be 5 or 10 anybody who's used a chinese lighters knows that they don't go to the end of their gas limit yeah yeah even even if you want to like i don't smoke to be honest so i don't really use it often but every time i've seen my friends this struggle with it and and the joke that goes around in my friends at least is that every time i back buy a pack of uh, smokes i need to buy a lighter alongside because wo chalta to matlab the 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 expense becomes 20 20 20 rupees more expensive right that is where the value equation is no so basically if you take a look at the big lighters and you can go and do search on the net there are x amount of lights that the lighter guarantee saying that you will for this kind of money you will get so many lights because that's the level of quality which is available uh so and that entire landscape has to develop uh, people have now 
been uh, starting to use incense a lot of other things which are being used everything all the indian households are becoming more and more premium their habits are changing so the lighter will have a role to play in the category in the coming years definitely and the third category of course everybody knows it is if you are a good marketer then you will try to take on that challenge <laughs> because uh, and we'll we'll leave it at that because because that that is the same time no matlab dar bhi lag raha hai ki how do i tackle that and and it's a challenge also ki if i don't take this then what do i take right i mean that's a challenge and and that is that is the exciting part of it no i mean if the outcome is known that you would never take a journey on its own you know there has to be a certain element of risk which is there uh, which excites you which is what drives your learning and which is dri- which drives your satisfaction no matter the outcome got this yeah that's super so uh, tanvir i was doing some research on you and and i was talking i mean you as in big cello and i found a couple of campaigns that you done that were interesting to me at least uh, i may get the names correct I mean, names incorrect because i mean like you know my memory could be sketchy so you did some stuff around uh, you did something called surprise test and then you did something called making exams uh, stress free purses like what are these uh, can you talk about couple of your interesting campaigns over the last few years yeah yeah sure yeah. so um see uh, the education sector is one of our biggest uh, target groups uh, teachers students all of them they write and they are a very important part of the our no, i wouldn't say our business but they are very important part of the society i mean as such one thing which of course we want to do is that we want to partner with our uh, students and one struggle which is of course there is the fact that the pressure that students go through uh, when giving an exam now giving an exam is a pressure no matter which way you take it so sort of if i in the next 10 minutes i said i have 10 questions i'm going to ask 10 questions to you and you have about 10 minutes to answer these question one minute per question and we will go automatically you are under pressure yeah yeah i'm thinking abhi pata nahi kya puch lega tanvir mujhse let me google but open google so just because of the format in which exams are done and the way they are conducted it adds pressure now consider the added pressure that the student gets sometimes from expectations expectations of friends comparison uh, expectation from parents uh, in terms of what i expect uh, we parents as parents we do it in the right sense but sometimes this pressure is undue pressure you know it's unwanted pressure is what we call it so we had run an awareness campaign which we had sung where we had a short film uh, which showcased the scenario of how parents uh, unknowingly put pressure on their kids and we said that okay let's get all the parents to give a six standard exam so we put them one hour and we said okay now we'll compare your scores with your kids scores so it's a, it's there on the net i would highly recommend you go and watch the film once but in that you will see there are many different kinds of parents who are there some parents who say if you get good in your exams i'll give you so and so uh, gifts if you do uh, well in the exam you'll make me proud you definitely have to do better in the exam because you need to do better than rahul or somebody else uh, who is a kid in the neighborhood or somewhere yeah shatru ji ka beta as we call it in india so i think the the whole film was designed to make you realize that see the undue pressure that you provide is not something which is beneficial for the students we would rather that you back off a little they know what they are doing support them in the skills part of it support them in the learning part of it that way you are positively contributing to the exam pressure with the uh, probably the student goes through and that is something that we firmly believe in and that is something that we do that is the follow up of the second campaign that we did which is making exam stress free where we 
actually launched a we launched a program called Write to Win, where you talk about writing techniques and learning techniques which can help the students perform better in their exam. And we ran this as a school contact program which had modules in it. And we had provided these sessions to approximately 6 lakh or 600,000 students. And we had reached out to around 1,500 schools. Uh, this was, of course, pre-pandemic. So after that, we are figuring out on how to uh, execute the program in the most successful way. And that, uh, that uh, solution we'll have hopefully soon. Got this. So I have, a, I have a question more for my learning than the audience's learning, to be honest here, right? So so most times when I work as a marketer myself, uh, when I go back to a client and tell them that, you know, we should look at doing a campaign that goes beyond peddling the product. Like, like for example, your former company, if they sell a beauty bathing soap, they would say, Ye sabun lagao, you get confidence and you, you will win the world. I mean, that's the most common spiel of selling a you know beauty product right but when i look at your communication on 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 um, on, on all channels right even as a school even as school contact program your communication seems to be a little more layered you're not saying the mera pen kharido. you're not saying big cello kharido ya meri pencil you're not talking about the product at all you're talking a little layered you're talking a little deeper you're talking a little uh, how do I put it? Uh, you know, it, it requires some thought to understand that this big thing So tell me how, uh, so A, why is it that I don't see it from other brands, to be honest? I mean, I don't know if you have the question, answer to that or not, because that's that's where I'm stuck at. And B, uh, do you, and this is a secret that I want to know from you, uh, do you also run other campaigns that probably we, you and I may not talk about on a, on a, podcast or on, on a media piece, but those campaigns sort of complement or support these larger initiatives. Yeah. yeah. So sort of in this one, I would just like to make a distinction between two things. Uh, as a brand, we have two approaches. One is in terms of our campaign, there is one which campaign that is for information. So what products do we have? What benefits do they have? These are our regular ads that we run. So these are about informing the consumer that we have a smooth writing pen Butterflow, we have a fine writing pen, gripper. So those are information. Uh, the other part that I'm talking to you about is communication. What is the conversation that we would like to have with our consumer? Now, of course, I'm not going to have a deep, meaningful conversation on the pen. I mean, I mean that this is a pen, it is writes like this. I mean, it's a pen, it's fairly obvious to everyone. So the information provides you what are the good quality pens that we have, what benefits you get. But in terms of conversation, which will help you in your life and writing we believe writing is a very good champion that can be there with you throughout the uh, throughout your life so the, and from that point of view we want to have a conversation on how we can help you through our writing techniques through our learning techniques because that is when we can meaningfully engage with you and i think it's fair that every brand i do not know how many brands are doing it there are many brands who attempt to do it but having a meaningful conversation with the consumer is sort of like a basic right now. I mean, you will not, you will not, uh, you will not, you will, you will not get as many chances to put your brand in front of them through your ad every time, you know. So uh, it's uh, it's and the other thing that I would like to say is that more than that, it's about positively contributing to the society. I get a lot of satisfaction, me and my team, that uh, the kind of thing that we are working on will genuinely try and help the education sector or the student in some way or the other, whatever is the little contribution that we can make. Mm -hmm. 
got this got this and and uh, so okay if i were to sort of paraphrase from my learning right i mean <clears throat> i would say that you know there are two sorts of campaigns that you run one is uh, information campaigns that will probably talk about mandatories and product benefits and features and so on and so forth and then second is a communication slash conversation as you call it campaign that will probably talk to that will that will be like like having a chat between two friends uh, relate i mean friends colleagues and so on and so forth so that you know i can sort of nudge the other person into going to a higher plane is that what you sort of uh, uh, yeah yeah I, yes it's about meaningful conversations got this got this and 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 funny thing is you know and and again it's a it's a rant that i have as an individual uh, tanmeer that when i go to my clients and try to get them to do purposeful or meaningful conversations they are like yaar ye theek to hai dhanda kaise aayega like so that is a question that i'm sure you would have also asked your marketing team and agency partners that you know where is the roi of this spend right because end of the day each rupee you spend has to return you know more than that so those questions must be there in your head also right yes yes and as a marketer you're asked many of these questions um i'll leave you with the i'll leave you with my thoughts on this saying as a marketer you need to answer both questions you need to answer the questions on return on investment and you need to answer the questions on what you want to do with the consumer and your approach should be built in such a way that you are able to deliver both so like i said that there is a information and there is a conversation of course we carry on our campaigns in totality we have a conversation with the consumer in such a way that at the end of it we are able to evaluate if this is the amount of money that we have spent what is the kind of business that we have brought back and not every communication is linked to a direct business but every communication has a kpi which is an indicator of how it will contribute to the business or to the brand got this hmm that's a nice one got this cool got this so i'm going to move to uh, uh, other how do i put it personal questions if i may call those personal questions also so tell me uh, what is a typical day in life of a cmo at a fairly busy business like a big cello so what is a typical day like so a typical day would uh... begin with of course the basics uh, you need to get your right amount of sleep <laughs> you need to be fresh you need to be healthy you need to reach the office on time um you need to organize your day before you start it uh you have to have a time table which you set aside so that's what i do i reach the office i take stock of what is on my day i make a, a to do list which is the most obvious thing to do and figure out what are the tasks that are to be which are important and urgent which need to go out today what are the things that will get carried forward um, i usually separate my uh, time for answering emails uh, and uh, i usually take about two slots one is just after uh, our first meeting uh, we meet together as a leadership team i think uh, every other day to catch up half an hour on what are the kind of things that is being done i keep aside time to catch up with my team on what are the things to be done and then we carry on with the what are the we have a focus on what are the things that are being to we have to deliver in the coming 3 months and that sort of follows on to the rolling task that we have to do and uh, we follow that uh, as we go along um it's a it's a it's a it's a mixture of having meaningful discussions with the right people and it's about having the right kind of priorities set so um 
it's a full day i mean there are a lot of priorities to be ticked off and it's always going to be a balance of what you take off today versus what you take off tomorrow or the next week that that actually uh, uh, is throwing a question in my head again not a planned question so uh, i i believe as as sorrow i believe that uh, brands are like babies you need to plan their lives you know they are like human beings they are born they grow they mature they need a refresh and they need to sort of die down as well when times are not right uh, so so as a marketer uh, in a business like yours how do you, how do you sort of plan a brand like that do you use a certain tool do you have a document uh, i don't know if my question is making sense to you or not but this is more like a personal query than uh, what i had planned for how do you plan for such a long duration uh, so sort of we we did the planning work on the brand uh, quite a few years ago and so we segregated that okay if this is the category if this is the brand what are the kind of uh, things that our brand should stand for and it's of course a combination of the consumer it's a combination of the customer it's also a combination of the company let's put those three c's in place right now and the brand has a journey to scale across all of them what role will that brand or that product so for example cello is a brand within the brand we have multiple other brands we have a butterfly we have a max writer we have a uh, what do you call gripper so obviously each brand should provide a certain role to all these three customers so to say <laughs> so they should play a role in the life of the consumer they should play a role in the life of the customer i mean why should he keep the brand you know they should play a role in the life of the company because the company is going to invest resources in producing it planning for it you know investing money behind it so and that is the i think once you that's that's the framework that we have nailed down and once you have that framework is clear then the you know the what and the how of it comes alive you know saying that okay, okay what will we do to drill that brand what is the journey of that one each and every brand has its own uh, journey some brands are at an advanced stage they have done a lot in the consumer they have uh, done a lot for the company they have to now find out new customers and we have to build expand them in a particular way and we have to grow them in a particular way so i think that's that's the branding work or the branding architecture work that we had done in the initial part when i had come in from unilever and we had defined that scope mm-hmm. so tanvir the next question is around the pandemic that we are in the middle of probably towards the end of it it so as a marketer uh, what do you think changed uh, a in the core business of marketing and b uh, what did what did you think changed in terms of consumer behavior or the way consumers sort of reacted towards uh, categories like big the the ones that we big operates in and then then other categories in general okay so if i take a look at what changed uh, for the business or for this one um as big cello we had a omni channel approach saying that we need to be accessible at the right price points and within the right channels to our consumers as part of that we are obviously very dominant in uh, general trade so cello for example is the brand which is has the highest unaided or a spontaneous recall it has the highest share highest distribution and highest recommendation as comes as far as shopkeepers are concerned okay so our omni channel approach said that we need to take our strength from traditional trade to modern trade to e-commerce to other channels with the pandemic some of these things got accelerated actually so uh, so ecom took a step jump you know 
some of the segment that we had to build uh, like for example we have a very good uh, pens business which is uh, where we are very strong we also have to build some businesses in non pens in other categories which are there other categories like arts and craft also took off very well. so i would say that while the pandemic posed certain challenges on some aspects of our business some segments and some channels but the other segments and channels are what took a frog leap they frog leaped ahead and uh, that was the good part of the pandemic in terms of in terms of the second question on consumer behavior there is a lot of study being done and there are a lot of point of views on what of these behaviors are going to be sustainable post pandemic so and the jury is out on that one um, uh, mckinsey in one study obviously said that uh, i think going forward maybe 25% of the workforce in a company in all probability might work from home completely so they are they are predicting that there are many other predictions which are there for us i think what we what we feel is that as the, as far as the education sector goes once the pandemic is over and the students come back to school obviously some behaviors which were online may continue but a lot of the things which were traditional in terms of writing in traditional in terms of the way people were studying will come back to what they used to be and we will again have a middle ground which is there so though i think that's that's our view of what the uh, pandemic sort of like contributed and what impact it might have going into future but but this and uh, and and do you want to take a shot at uh, when do you think we'll be back to uh being uh, you know what i'm saying pre pandemic uh, life with no masks easy travel and and so on and so forth so sort of your guess is as good as mine on this one yaar matlab there is no other <laughs> i was trying to trap you <laughs> yeah yeah so i think uh, we all hope for the same things we all hope that the vaccine percentages improve soon we all hope that there is no third wave and we all hope that in another 6 months we all go back to uh some sort of normal life that we were used to living and uh, i think though and i would say that we all pray for that i i hope so too uh okay uh, last few set of questions i am almost close to the hour so i just want to wrap this up also uh so tell me as a marketer and and i want you to also put a put your hat as somebody who who's got gray hair pardon my ageism here but 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 no there are loads of it yes yes yahan to bali khatam ho gaye sir so 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 uh, as somebody who sort of could mentor other marketers entrepreneurs uh, as a result of pandemic apart from the obvious ones like digital marketing and so on and so forth what opportunities do you see coming in for a marketers and b people who want to start out entrepreneurs or people uh, you know who you believe would be uh, uh, would could could benefit from from this so what are those opportunities so i think what i'll do is that i'll talk a little bit about the marketers and i'll talk about professionals in general also you know people who are starting out you know in their career how they are doing uh, obviously from a marketing point of view you have skills which we all know that there is a lot of skills on creativity and digital that we need to sort of like adapt to uh, so digital is being uh, it it is it is here to stay and we really need to sort of like get ourselves acquainted to the way things work in the digital world and uh, they are not as simple as they used to be only when the tv was around and used to air a 30 second rate used to be done but uh, on the digital part of it i would like to just leave with the marketing professional that the landscape is so vast that we have to be very clear 
on what we want so when interacting with the digital agencies when interacting with your digital partner you have to bring the brand perspective in saying that the campaign needs to deliver definitely a b and c now you give me the digital kpis that will help me deliver a b and c uh the digital has this scope because it's intellectually very stimulating that all of us get into it and we go off on a journey where sometimes we do not know whether we have taken the consumer or the brand along with us you know because it gets a lot more into the format and the channels and the creativity that we've been given so i would definitely say that on the digital front we really need to be very clear on the kpis that we are setting uh, and how they will contribute to the brand and uh, the second thing that i would like to say is that uh, from the overall uh, perspective uh, creativity is having a much broader umbrella right now first creativity was only limited to sort of like making the right tvc now as a marketer you have to be very creative in your solutions and your solutions for the consumer what solutions your product can provide what solutions do you want them to have you will need to have creative solutions on the channel side as well where should your brand be supplied where should it be displayed how should it be made visible how should it be uh, taken forward all these things will differ there will i'm not even com- talking about the combination of various channels of marketplace versus the uh, other places which are going to come up uh, but you have to figure out your creativity in how will my brand look in each and every channel from a 360 degree perspective hmm that's interesting that's interesting and i think the last thing which i would like to sort of like say for uh, even uh, uh, marketers or normal marketers is the fact that ke uh we all need to take a holistic view of the business and we need to see what is the kind of conversation that we want to carry in the categories that we have so and it's it's i think it goes back to the discussion that we were having that you know brands need to have a communication and a conversation uh but to have the conversation where you have the authority you have the uh, sort of like expertise to talk about it and it is in line with the business and in line with the consumer's requirements is the tricky part of it so we all need to be very cognizant of the fact that when our business stands for something uh, is it being covered a, in a very believable way and we are going in the right direction or got this that's interesting that that's and it's making me think to be honest i'm like mm, i'm taking my notes also got this super uh, 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 moving on to the last section of my conversation with you um uh, uh, so so tell me uh, we started the conversation by saying i mean i predicted that you know your life has been a lot about learning and each step has taken you've taken each step because you've got to learn from 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 the next step that you're taking right so so that is there tell me what are some non conventional ways in which you learn marketing and pick lessons like for example a guest that i spoke to i think few months ago he said that you know when he watches movies he he tries to figure out that how is it the filmmaker is selling a certain film to us as a trailer or within the film how are the characters selling themselves to each other so what are some similar non conventional ways that you believe are interesting for you to uh, recommend i think as a marketer as a professional i've always been fascinated because marketing happens all around you um and uh, in in every way so i mean if you put your mind to it na you can movies is one way of seeing it but you can you can see how when you go for a shopping experience i'm just giving you an example 
you can see how a brand is presented to you you know from a from a premium brand where the product itself becomes a marketing you know when you hold the product the packaging becomes a marketing sometimes when you observe the premium brand you don't see the ads as much because the product itself is the ad and it's the product in the marketing so i think it's more about keeping your eyes open and uh, uh, you will find marketing everywhere and it's a hobby that i have in terms of trying to analyze you know when i buy something i said okay why did i buy it you know and uh, what were the steps that led to this you know why is this in my hand and every time i come back with a new learning right now so um, i think uh, i have reached a uh, i have reached a conclusion that you know uh, i try and evaluate my own purchase behavior in a very robust way because right now i am on netflix and i am on hotstar and i basically don't see uh, uh, too many of the ads which are there on the cable tv which are there so i currently i am trying to figure out if a person like me has to be marketed to how do brands go about it and i have made some really good observations on the digital on how they contact me how they remarket uh, how they target to me what how how do i behave when i go to the store uh, what do i do so i would suggest that be very if you if you just from tomorrow and you say that okay now i'll be aware of everything that i buy i will just analyze how and why did i buy it i will get a new learning from a, as a marketer actually your family must hate you know for this saman khareed rahe ho you're asking your i mean your family wife and kids or whatever ki kyun khareed rahe ho tum yaar like they no, 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 no. my wife so definitely so any time she picks up i say why this one why not that one because i thought you would pick that one you know so what's the reason for that nice that's a good one okay and uh, last two questions of uh, first one is easy one if you could go back to college again today lucknow university or any other college for that matter what would you want to learn uh, if 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 you were to be a marketer in 2021 what would you want to learn if you could go back to college again hmm. no i think uh, as a marketer it's now easier because all the domain experience and everything matlab you can google what are the skills which are required i think what i will do is that i will leave you with a thought in terms of as an overall professional whether you're marketing whether you're finance uh, what is the kind of things if i was young if i were to go back and talk to my 22 year old self what would i tell him so one thing which uh, i was definitely like to uh, tell all the youngsters over here is that uh, do not when you're getting into your new jobs and everything do not focus on the designations as much you know we sometimes tend to get swayed by what designation to choose what is written on the card i think we need to focus on getting the skills and building a skill set that will help us go forward second thing which i would definitely like to sell is that ki no matter which function you're on as a marketer as a sales person as a finance person focus on building a reputation that goes beyond your functional domain so engage wide and engage deep with the organization so talk to other leaders talk to leaders who are not from marketing talk to people who are in sales talk to people who are in finance ask them their point of view on marketing what do they get what do they what do they not get so as to understand better how your function is viewed how you are seen what is your role seen as and this helps you develop your organizational awareness which is last but not the least i think uh, i would ask everyone to be <coughs> patient with their careers you know i would i always say your career is a mar- marathon it's not a sprint so 
you need to sometimes increase your pace sometimes you need to drop your pace you need to see how you are doing as yourself as a person how is you doing health wise are you over stressing yourself are you uh, burdening yourself to the point that you might reach a burnout or not so think of your journey in the long term and plan it that way and then you take the steps that you want to take but don't just don't don't just dash in one particular direction got this i think i think tarveen this was probably the best part of the conversation these three or four things that you told me awesome um the last question that i have which is typically the last question for most of my guests uh is there a question that you always wanted some interviewer to ask you but uh, they never did is there a question like that hmm that's a very interesting question actually it stumbled everybody like across the board everybody is just like it stumbled on this one no i think the only question which i sometimes think about is that i i believe that most of us they see there i belong to a particular generation of people and uh, i don't know about the generation growing up right now and going forward i think they have a lot more control on the choices they make i believe for a lot of us who have grown up in the 1980s uh, our careers are incidental so sometimes i wonder if i was not a marketing professional who would i be is something which so i definitely think that i would have gone into writing i would have i would have uh, i would have honed uh, my uh, skills and tried to uh, do story writing writing scripts writing stories uh, ads whatever it might be but definitely something to do with the writing nice so uh, do you write i mean off topic but do you write right now also i think i write every day at least a page uh, and it depends on what i want to write about i just pick up a topic it can be a reflection that i had for the day it can be something that i found very funny it's something that i want to sort of like uh, tease out a little bit more think about a little bit more i i feel that writing helps me think uh, better so i do that on a regular basis every day so tanvir thank you so much for this conversation it was uh, immensely uh, satisfying and i got to pick a lot of things at least for myself despite 15 years in the business as a marketer so thank you so much appreciate you taking your time on a sunday uh, and despite multiple requests to the schedule thank you so much tanvir no thank you saurabh it was wonderful having a chat with you i thoroughly enjoyed myself and uh, i think we should maybe at a later date uh, do it again sometime <laughs> absolutely inshallah thank you so much you just heard the latest episode of the marketing connect podcast a show for marketers by marketers the show was brought to you by c4e and the podium 